This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Thank you for being with us on the Vedic Wisdom. I'd like to talk to you about the good qualities of life, the good qualities of a person. People have their individual capabilities, inclinations, talents. It makes them unique. And we've recovered many times on our program the importance of this uniqueness in the eyes of God. Because we see that this world is full of huge variety in anything in this, the mountains, the rocks, in the types of the things, the colors, the places, the people. And why? Because the Lord appreciates the uniqueness of us as individuals. We're all created as individuals. We're not all created as the same robotics. No. We're created as unique individuals, and that uniqueness is our strength. It is our glory. Now, we see that the standard methods of education from the times of crawling little kids all the way up till they throw away the school books and go out into the world. Even after that, it's all trying to get you to be the same. This sameness disease is not proved by God. It is not the intention. It is not the path. It is not what is expected of you. But in society, that's what they pump constantly to keep you in line. They want a certain type of person, and God wants a different type. So how do we recognize which is which? How do we separate this out? Well, it's pretty simple. They want you to be cooperative. They want you to be compliant. They want you to be the same as everybody else. So if you're going around doing everything everybody else wants you to do and nothing else, you don't have any independent thought, you are off the track. You are not making a positive independent contribution. You are simply taking up space. We don't need more fools and rascals. We don't need more arrogant, selfish, disgusting, angry people. We don't need to have everybody acting, thinking, valuing, caring about, and, and uttering the same opinion about everything. And that's exactly what God is trying to teach you. Be you. He wants you to develop yourself Develop your good qualities. Well, where do good qualities come from? They come with you at birth. The good qualities are the sign of what you've earned in your previous lifetimes. You've learned the good lessons. You've learned to be a good being. You've learned how to be an individual and implement that into humanity, into human society. This is where you're supposed to be using your individuality, your uniqueness. This is what you're supposed to be contributing. Well, I don't want you to contribute what I know. I don't want you to contribute like I do. I don't want you to contribute what I do. I want you to contribute your own unique expression of yourself and your experiences, your desires and your potential. This is the God conscious difference between us all. God wants you to serve in your way, and he wants me to serve in mine. 
He's not satisfied with this or that. He's unlimited. He has a place in his heart for the unique actions, attitudes, understanding, and motivations of you and everyone else. He wants you to be you, and he has room for you in his heart. He has a special place for you. Not you acting like me or any either of us acting like someone else. He already has a someone else. But he doesn't have you or me. So I'm supposed to be me. You're supposed to be you. And the other person's supposed to be them. And all of us are supposed to dovetail our understanding and activities into the service of the Lord. So this is our responsibility to develop ourselves. We go to school to be educated, but we end up programmed. Educated means you have the knowledge and understanding to make independent decisions and express your individual perspective on life and uh, many other activities for yourself in your own way, in your unique way. But we go to school expecting to be educated and we get conditioned. Oh, you don't say that. You don't, that's not gender specific. Oh, that's hate speech. Well, look, we don't want to hear your opinion. Are you going to do it or aren't you? All of this trash that is programming, conditioning, sameism in multiple colors and types, sameism. You'll find nothing in the speeches, in the scriptures, in the discussions, in the teachings of the great spiritual beings of all time that says, I want you all to be the same. You'll never see it, never find it. The only thing that you find is the, the great personalities throughout time are self-realized souls. They say they want you to learn to serve God love and serve God in your way in your own expression now you're not going to go out and slaughter somebody and say oh I'm serving God no 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 favorably that's why the Lord gives morals that's why there's commandments that's why there's do's and don'ts that's why there's organized religion to teach you the acceptable and unacceptable methods of rendering loving service so if you're learning love of God, that's bona fide. If you're learning to be like someone else, that's not. Even if it's their way of doing love of God, you still have to make it your own. We get this on singing programs. You take this song and you sing that famous person's song, but you have to put your own spin on it. You have to make it your own. And you can see in that interaction there that this is actually God speaking through these people going, I want you to be unique. It's what enlivens the judges. It's what enlivens the audience. It's what enlivens God. You need to come to that platform to where you stand out by the quality of your service, by your work. I've stated many times, don't act in such a way that you see God. Act in such a way that God sees you. And Vedic literature teaches you that Krishna sees you by the quality of your service. Selfless devotional service. So are you living your life in your own unique way or are you following? The following is to be condemned. And the uniqueness 
within the parameters of right and wrong, what God wants. This is back to what is my plan and what is the Lord's plan. You want to know the Lord's plan. Then you can uniquely act out that plan in your own way, make your contribution, etc. So what is uh, the root of what the Lord's looking for is your good qualities. If someone develops love of God and renders service to God, he develops automatically all the good qualities of the demigods and the saints and sages. But if he simply does materialistic activities, even though he's highly trained and qualified, it is still useless because it's all on the mental platform. The platform of speculation. So, take a look at your potential. You come with a certain number of talents. I know someone who comes, they are astonishingly musical from the time they were just a little kid. Amazing. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not qualified. I can't do it. Yet there are things that I'm very qualified at. And that's my profession. I do this because I'm good at it, because I know what I'm doing, because I'm confident, because I'm educated, etc., etc., etc. Well, look at your qualities, not what the teacher approves and not what the grades you get or not what the family approves of you or not what you do at work all, um, repetitiously, but the qualities of you as a person. Your contribution to humanity, to society, to family, to friends, to yourself. Those good qualities, you need to expand them. You need to work on the good bits. You need to help work on them, expand them, uh, develop them, broaden your good qualities. And when you broaden your good qualities, others take notice. Because you may not know it. But if you run into someone who has good qualities, you notice it. You may not notice that they're aware that you're a good person in this way or that way or many ways. But they do. Everybody notices good work. So everybody complains, oh, the world is full of crap. Oh, there's so much trouble, so much fighting, so much war, so much trouble, so much slaughter, so much everything. Oh, bad, bad, bad. Oh, terrible, terrible. But when they meet someone who is a good person, they're impressed. So work on your good qualities. Impress everyone. And that is how you get seen by the Lord. Learn the Lord's plan. Do the best you can in that plan to expand it with your good qualities. You Maybe you can't do this, but you can do that. Sure, Prabhupada says, um, a sincere sweeper is more valuable than the, uh, a foolish leader. So whatever it is your talent may be, it may be sweeping. But if you are intelligent enough to do it for the satisfaction of the Lord, that is the best path forward. That is the perfection of the human form of life. Your good qualities being used in the service of the Lord for the Lord's satisfaction without expectation of return. That is where you actually change. That is where you actually grow. 
So this is what we're encouraging you. Expand your good qualities, engage your abilities, your innate talents in the service of the Lord. Learn the Lord's plan from the spiritual master. Read the Vedic literature. You need to read the Vedic literature to get rid of the misconceptions that you have and to firmly build a foundation of knowledge and understanding of the predicament you are actually in. And you need to follow the spiritual master's instruction because he is a realized soul and sees things in proper perspective and can keep you from misinterpreting or misacting. And he's going to encourage you to engage in loving devotional service with your given talents. Your propensities is how it's said in the Vedic literature. What are your propensities? Every one of us, if you stop and look, you have some good propensities. There are things you are really talented at. There are things you do really well, or you enjoy doing them really well. And do that for the Lord. Everything in this material world looks like a material activity. It's the intent with which you do it that makes it spiritually uplifting or contaminating in nonsense. So understand how to see things from the spiritual point of view and understand how to act in that mentality constantly. This is the perfection of the human form of life. Using your good propensities and qualities in such a way that it satisfies the Lord and his plan under the guidance of the spiritual master who knows the Lord's plan. And when you engage in that plan in that way, you become important to the Lord, to the spiritual master, and to all others on that path. I, I was talking with someone earlier about that. Good people breed good people. If you're in a good place doing the right thing at the right time in the right place for the right reason, people notice. And the people you meet there are appreciative of it. They appreciate your service, your good qualities, your contribution, your point of view. And it stimulates you. It stimulates them. This becomes the fulfillment of life you're looking for. And if you work at it, if you try, and if you critique yourself, you can lift yourself to the platform to where you don't fall down and this is what we're looking for we are all looking for a platform of realization that does not crumble we don't want to uh, pass through self-realization we want to land on self-realization we want to make it a, a permanent predicament where i see things from a different point of view and i do things for the different intent and then i don't fall down this is the problem with meditation. This is the problem with yoga. This is the problem with all forms of religion. That everybody uh, gets into it and uh, rides it or uses it, but falls back down. You're not supposed to fall back down. But you have to have the, pl the platform to rest on, to take uh, stability from. Now, in the Vedic literature, you are taught the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra because it is a transcendentally potent vibration that you can affix to and it will hold you up. Just like a jet plane refueling in the air. The holy name attaches, you connect to it, and the energy transfer is there and you are getting sustenance support. Wherever you go, 
and you become empowered with the potency of the Maha Mantra. It has its own independent potency. That's the grace of the great mantra. It contains the potency that sustains you. It gives you the taste that you are looking for. It gives you the support. It provides a platform. It's not a pressure. It's not an energy. It's not like that. It's a platform, a state of being that you don't fall down from. And that's the problem everybody's having. I can get myself up, but I fall back down. I, I, when I'm with certain people, I, I'm stimulated and I'm uh, enlivened, but after a while I fall back down. The Maha Mantra is there for you to chant when you feel like you're going to fall back down, get back into material consciousness, material conception of life. The potency in the spiritual mantra reinvigorates you, re-energizes you, lifts you, keeps you from sliding down, holds you up with its own independent transcendental potency coming from the Lord to you. You have so much potency for elevating yourself, understood. But there's also divine potency that's coming down to you, and it's coming down in vibration, sound vibration. And if you learn about this and you employ this simple, easy, free, versatile method, you win. Because you're not there trying to doing, do it alone. It's not just your ascending potency. It's both your ascending and the Lord's divine descending mercy. So this is our responsibility. Be ourselves. Develop our good qualities. Use those good qualities for the satisfaction of the Lord. Maintain our platform of spiritual realization by employing the Maha Mantra as a potent tool for upliftment and sustaining uh, support. And spiritual life becomes easy, enjoyable. You don't have to be afraid of it. You don't have to put it off. You don't have to think of it as confusing. Chanting the Maha Mantra, it cannot be confusing. It is so simple. It's intended for the people of this age to lift them out of the troubles and problems we have in this life that are so numerous, it could take hours to describe them all. And how do you get out of them? Struggle, fight, push, pull? No. You adopt the method designed by the design personality of Godhead. You use that potency, the transcendental Maha Mantra, great mantra for deliverance. You use that mantra and it holds you on the platform of spiritual perspective of life. That spiritual perspective of life is what you're here to learn and practice and perfect such that you never fall down from it. The great saints and sages, they born spiritually oriented, educated, develop their spiritual uh, understanding, develop their spiritual perspective of life and never let go. It only grows and expands, 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 expands. This is the nature of spiritual life. This is the nature of happiness. It is ever expanding, just like fear is ever contracting. Spiritual life and, and honesty, truth, compassion, they're ever expanding. The number of people that will appreciate you telling the truth will surprise you. You think, oh, I better not say anything. I better not say the truth. It might upset people. No, 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 no. You must. 
Vedic literature says you must uh, deliver the truth as it is. You must deliver the facts of the situation so others can understand them correctly. That is your responsibility as a human. Whoever you meet, you're not supposed to lie to them. You're supposed to tell them the essence, the most important bits, the truth of the subject or of your life. Sharing this rendition of understanding means I can learn from your life and you can learn from my life. Every time we meet someone, we learn from that person and we share and we teach that person. It's not like higher and lower. It's different. Your life path is different than my life path. But we come together and compare life paths. We both learn. We don't need to know about what's happening in Hollywood or in the, uh, Washington or politics or we're going to vote, man. Oh, my goodness. We don't need to care what the sports scores are. We don't even care what the weather is. What is the truth about what has made you happy? What has caused you fear? What is a place to avoid? What is the best thing you ever did? Tell the truth. Exchange the truthful, factual understanding of your sojourn of a life that you bring to the table today. It'll be different tomorrow. It was different a year ago. It's always uh, growing and transmutating with you. But you have the ability to sit down and when you're in front of another person, you tell them the truth, the high points. I'm so tired of people talking about all this trivia. Oh, we went here and we did that and I went to the beach and I went and I watched this and I saw that and oh, Joe was sick and Bob tried that. Oh, who cares? What did you learn? I learned that the black snake will kill you. Don't touch it. <laughs> what did you learn? You've been going through this life X number of years. You've come to the table to meet this stranger. And you say to the stranger, so uh, what do you know? What's new? And they tell you. And what do you do in return? You tell them. Because your unique story is just as valuable to them as their unique story is to you. This is why God had us meet. We meet the people we need to meet. They either re uh, uh, repel us and get us out of that circumstance, or they enliven us and they encourage us in our circumstance. But the Lord watching and listening to your heart, what do you need, what do you want, what is important, he can provide you with the opportunities, the interactions. Will you be you and I be me and tell the truth to each other, we both grow and move to the next meeting. Speed dating, that's life. It's not dating, it's speed interacting. That's life. Sometimes you can do nothing more than wave at a person. You can give them the finger or you can wave to them a happy smile. But you've just interacted and they move on their life. You'll never see them again. But they got that image. They got that impression from you. So expand your good qualities so that everyone who passes you gets that good impression, gets that good feeling, gets that opportunity to grow, sees things from a higher point of view, enjoys your interaction, respects you as you walk away, grateful to have met you. Wonderful. Can I hug you before I go? So this is the situation that we're in in this material world. Take this opportunity to develop our concepts and share your good qualities with everyone. 
Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.